The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Eden Fantasies. Rediscover sex and visit www.edenfantasies.com. Good afternoon. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored. No holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. I'm ready for sex with Jaya. How about you, D Love? Oh my god, I'm so ready for sex with Jaya. Let's get We're always we're like always ready for sex with Jaya, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Who would yeah. be? <laughs> so it's really good to have you back on today, D Love, because yeah. I missed you last week. I know it would have been a fun week to be on. It sounded kind of kind of nutty. Yeah, it was really crazy, but Lawrence was really appreciating the position. <laughs> Which position? Doggy style? <laughs> the position of having his jaw dropped on the floor because all the hot girls that were walking by. Oh well, I think Lawrence has seen quite a few of the of that in his day. Yeah. But so, well, where we were, at, you're all were at AVN. Yep, at the A and E Expo, and looking at uh, lots of what's going on in the adult world and the adult industry. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, it's interesting because you know we, we're in sort of this recession when it comes to to money in our world and yes. uh, I was reading this article this morning I'm wondering you know the 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 name of it is like is the porn industry in recession mm. and so I was reading um at sexismagazine.com yeah and they had this article about how the porn industry has been affected by the recession and I thought it was really interesting cuz you know, they were talking about um all the tubes and how the tubes have affected the porn industry like porn tube and red tube and well, I there's, think there's something there's, called Tube 8. There's free smut everywhere you turn now. I know. You can get your hands on everything you want. But it was interesting because they had, you know, they were talking about people having to diversify, especially mm. the adult stars, mm. and the makers of pornography having to um, do more things that were um, like niche markets. Like one guy right. talked about making hand job. His uh, his site is monojob.com. <laughs> monojob. <laughs> and uh, he does, like, a lot of hand job stuff, and that that that's doing really well because they don't have that on all the tubes. Mm. Well, what I like find, what we're up to with the educational stuff. Right. So that that's what I find interesting is that, like, you know, we've done really well through the recession, yeah. and I think it's just because of the educationally-based stuff. Right. It's not just, which segues uh, me to our topic today. Yes, which is? It's all about sex education. Mm. Because I think more people are looking for educationally-based material 
and more couple-oriented activities that they can do at home. Yeah. You know, they want to um, learn about stuff that they can they can practice at home. Hasn't the number of women purchasing porn or purchasing erotic-related material just skyrocketed? Yeah, there's also lots more, a lot of more women and a lot more couples getting right. involved. And a lot more women running the show at a lot of these. Um, it's true, there's a lot more women working within the industry. So yeah. that's exciting. Right. And things are really changing. I think that, you know, there's some good things that are coming out of recession in this industry. Um, you know, some of those things are just, you know, one, one of the girls talked about uh, things in the industry as far as being an actress that, that she suddenly has to, you know, step up and so do other people. Have to, they have to step up on their game and um, be really good at what they're doing as well as, you know, some of the more skeezy things have fallen to the wayside. So what I would consider more skeezy, you know. But I am saying that now is the perfect time for me to challenge all of my listeners to make 2010 the best year of the best sex ever. Sounds fantastic. And they can do that through education. Yes. That's one of my, you know, one of my things is really about really keeping it hot by educating yourself. Because if we don't know these things, then we can't really pleasure our partner, really. Well, they say that sex is natural. And everybody knows how to do it. But maybe everybody knows how to do it, but not everybody knows how to do it well. Right. And I would also say that sex is natural in the course of, like, making babies, but right. not necessarily in the course of, like, a human human beings are a little bit more um, complicated in that we we have these big brains and we have the ability to have relationships and all kinds of other things that are great, but, you know, it requires a little education on how to navigate those things. Right. Of course. Well, do you love, how do you feel having a partner who's an educator? Um, well, I was lucky, and also sometimes a little bit... Uh, it's interesting. Most, most all the time, I don't really have any kind of sense of intimidation. I just feel like there's knowledge to be had. Um, every once in a while I get a kind of thing of like, I don't know, uh, what am I doing with this person? I don't know what I'm, um, I don't, I don't really have the expertise. This person knows so much more than me. So how, how am I a sexually satisfying partner? Kind of thing. You're a sexually satisfying partner and I haven't even had to teach you anything. Right. Well. Sex is why helps because we have all these experts on all the time. That's true. And, you know, you had the benefit of me coming out of a marriage that wasn't very sexually functional. Um, so I was determined to not repeat my portion of all of that that went down with any of my lovers in the future. Right. So, so, so D-Love, I want your, your advice here. Yeah. This show today is also about education that helps you make over your love life. So all those couples out there who... You know, it's like a huge question that I get all the time. How do I keep it hot? We've been together for years, and how do we maintain that or we've lost it? I was just writing an article about something called the putt-putt syndrome. I guess it's a film that's coming out, but where they're saying, like, you know, all these couples are sitting on the couch watching TV. They have kids. They've just become really lazy when it comes to having an intimate life. Yeah. What advice would you give couples? Do you love? Advice. Get out of a putt-putt syndrome. The putt-putt syndrome. Well, first, turn off the TV. 
and uh, get present to who's sitting there in front of you. Um, we, you and I, choose to not actually have a TV. I don't know how anyone has time to watch TV. There's well, so much to do. yeah, there are there are people who go to jobs and that they you know they punch a clock and it's nine to five and that's sometimes I'm very envious of that uh, approach. But you and I are are not in that mode. So we both have our own businesses, so we work a gazillion hours a week. Yeah, exactly. But the, you know, there are pe- plenty of people who have uh, you know have the reins on their professional life, and it's it's a job. And when they're off their job, they they choose passive entertainment. And um, all of that is good, but I think it can be utilized uh, far too often and often utilized to just keep people from from being present to the, the person that they're sharing their life with. And Your number one thing is that. turn off the television. I think that that's number one. Um, or, or at least choose a couple of nights a week where the TV goes off and you choose right. to be with the person. What's partner. more important, your lover or survivor? For is Survivor people, even on anymore? That, that tells me how much I know about TV. <laughs> I think it is still on, but um, that is for some people that's a very like that's a weighted question. You know, they they might choose Survivor, so then I'd have mm-hmm. those people you know question. Well, why are you in that particular relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, so t- turn the TV off. Um, get present to the person you're with, and and share. Share time, which is based in communication, getting to know the other person, and that can be verbal and nonverbal. And the nonverbal can be massage. It can be, um, you know, leading towards foreplay, towards full intimacy, towards intercourse, all of that stuff. But you know, number one, just just be there with that person without distractions. I have to agree with you completely. I think my first my first advice would be act now and make mm. sex a priority. And that's kind of what you're talking about is that, like, turn off the TV, get present with that person, make your intimacy time number one in your life. And right. if you can't make it number one, ask yourself why. Like, what's going on there that you aren't like, yes, my relationship, my intimate life is really important to me and I want to continue that with this person. Right. If you if you ask yourself that question, you're like, I don't want to continue it with this person. Hmm. Well, there's some other stuff going on there. Yes. Obviously. Right. And then you might want to make some time for some therapy. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, therapy or also just going to that person and and being completely honest and vulnerable and saying, you know, I was looking at the, my my love life with you and it, making it a priority and I went, mm, I'm not really interested in doing that. Mm, wow. And see what comes up, you know? <laughs> right. But it is nice to have someone to hold space for that. Yeah. Which leads me to our guest today. Our guest today is Charlie Glickman, Ph.D., and he's a sex educator. I met Charlie a number of years ago. I think it was about two years ago at the first AVN Expo I ever went to. So it's kind of interesting This is that this is coming right after we were just there. Right. And um, we were at a party together, you know, these, these parties that spur up all over, at the Good Vibrations party. And um, he was hanging out with Tristan Tiramino, who's another sex educator. And I just went up and started talking to them, and that was it from there. And then I ended up teaching some classes for them, uh, for, for uh, Good Vibes. And so it's really 
is going to be on our show today, and I'm really excited to interview him and pick his brain about everything to do with sex ed. Before we do that, I just have to point out, D-Love, you know, I just love you because you absorb all this information really well, and I think you should, like, start a blog for guys. Yeah. D-Love speaks on intimacy and relationships. D-Love speaks on don't be an idiot. (laughs) Stop being dumbasses. Stop being, yeah, yeah, and, like, get present with your woman. Turn off the TV. Right. Make love to her, massage her, pay right. attention, you right. know? And vice versa, you know, plenty of women do the same thing. They check out, whether with TV or children or any number of things to not be in their relationship. Right. So, so we all need it. Yep. So maybe, so maybe you need to dress the men and women, do you love? Right. Takes two to tango. And also those, uh, those um, mixed gender people, let's not leave them out. Yes, of course. All sex educators have to include the spectrum in between. Okay, so we'll come back with more Sex with Jaya and Charlie Glickman after our break. Nice. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Valentine's Day is Gaia's favorite holiday, so she's been stirring up the house making handmade gift packages. I have to admit, it's a little intimidating having a sex expert as a partner. What do you get an expert for Valentine's? If you're like me and you want that special something, you are going to love these handmade red-hot Valentines that Jaya has created. Your lover will receive three red-hot touch DVDs, a hand-poured soy massage candle, one bottle of organic coconut oil, a handmade coupon booklet, and a Valentine inspiration booklet where Jaya shares some great ideas for a great night with your lover. These are limited edition packages, so don't procrastinate. Go to RedHotTouch.com and order today. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. 
The Sports Mavericks show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned in to sex with jaya to ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 feeling shy send an email to jaya at missjaya.com that's j-a-i-y-a at missjaya.com now back to sex with jaya you're listening in to Sex with Jaya, and we have a special guest today, Dr. Charlie Glickman. And, you know, one of the things that people always ask me when it comes to being a sex educator is, how did you end up in this job? So, Charlie, I'm just going to start off asking you that question. How did you end up as a sex educator? How did I end up? Well, it's a long story, but I'll give you the thumbnail version. Um, I started doing uh, LGBT outreach and safer sex outreach back when I was in college. And one of the things that I discovered is that if you're going to start helping people make different decisions around safer sex, you need to start helping them make better decisions about their sexual relationships in general. And so that got into relationship negotiation and communication issues, and that led into, you know, how do we have sex and what are the different options? You know, if, if we're going to negotiate these things, what is it that we're actually negotiating? And it seemed like each step of the process required another piece of background. And the next thing I knew, this was the path I was going down. Um, part of it, I think, is that I... I'm a little bit nosy. I love talking to people about their sex lives and finding out what's going on for them. And I get a lot of joy out of knowing that there are people in the world who are having better sex because of something that I said or did. So all of those things put together, it's just you know, the, the only career for me. I can say I feel the same about the joy. You know, when someone writes me and says something that I said or helped them with and they were just like, oh, my gosh, I'm having orgasms now, or, oh, my gosh, I'm, this thing is solved it gives me great joy. It makes such a difference. Yeah, I, I feel like we're making the world a better place by being sex educators for sure. Really, and you know, one of the things that, that I would like to bring to it is a sense of social activism. It's one person at a time rather than these large-scale policy issues, um, but we need to work on those individual levels as well. And mm-hmm. there's really, you know, sexuality issues are something that we all face at some point in our lives. 
So that leads me to why is sex education important? You know, a lot of people out there say, well, sex is natural. I don't need to be educated. Uh, what would you say to that? Well, I'd point out to them that food is natural, too. But that doesn't mean that you're going to enjoy your dinner as much if you don't know how to cook. Right. Um, you know, the more that we learn about sex and our bodies and relationships, the more we can discover what actually works for us. Um, there's an incredible range of possibilities, but not everything is going to work for everybody. Um, and so one reason why sex education can help is to help people figure out what's going to work for them. Another reason why it's important is because people change over time. Um, mm. Just like the food that we eat when we're 50 is not the same food that we eat when we're 20. Um, you know, our sexual desires change, our fantasies change, our physical responses change. And so education can really be a wonderful way to figure out what our next steps are down that journey. I, that's very true. You know, it, it, it's definitely, you know, when I was like a teenager, I ate Doritos and Mountain Dew, and now I'm like a raw foodist and eating organic foods. But same for my sex life. It's like, you know, I was I was much okay when, when I was a teenager with just like figuring out things and sort of the more superficial aspects of sexuality. But now, especially after having a baby, everything has changed as far as we have to go slower. You know, we have to take more time. I, I'm more interested in the intimacy aspects of things than I was when I was a teenager. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, and our palates change. You know, your, your comparison with Mountain Dew when you were a teenager, you know, I'll admit that when I was a teenager, I was, you know, drinking soda and eating junk food and candy bars all the time. And not only don't I do that now because it doesn't work for my body, but I don't do that now because my tastes have changed. And I think we go through some of the same experiences when it comes to sex. Hmm. So... Sex is a huge topic. I, I say I could never really be a sex expert because there's so much to learn and I'll never, ever stop learning about sexuality. But, you know, a couple could easily get lost in all there is to learn, all the toys that are out there, all the different aspects of sexuality. So say a couple wants to make over their love lives. I get this the question a lot about, you know, things have just sort of gone nowhere. There, nothing is happening. So if a couple wants to begin to sort of reignite the spark or make over their love life where it is right now, what would you suggest they start with? I think the best place to start is actually to start off as two individuals um, for each person to spend a little time figuring out what's going to work for them. Uh, maybe that will be through uh, solo sex, masturbation, fantasy, uh, maybe reading written erotica to get some different ideas. Um, you know, it's no surprise to me that people get bored doing the same thing over and over again. But I don't think there's one, you know, definite rule about, oh, well, you know, do this or definitely do that. For one person or for one couple, it might be going on a romantic vacation together, um, setting everything aside and going on vacation together. For somebody else, it might be using vibrators. And for another couple, it might be exploring their fantasies together. Um, so I think the first thing is for each person to actually identify what their own interests are and then to be able to bring that back to each other. And then they can take it from there and look for areas of overlap. Um, one colleague of mine... talked earlier about negotiation. So uh -huh. what if... So what comes up for me is like, okay, the guy really wants to try anal sex, and then the woman in the relationship says, I want a romantic um, 
evening of intimacy, touching and not having intercourse, what would you do in that case where you're on two totally different waves? Well, first off, you could certainly have a romantic evening together that doesn't involve intercourse. It also includes anal sex. So one of the first things I suggest is try to figure out where there's ways that you can do both and. Um, you know, what are some ways that you can incorporate those two things together? And you might be surprised uh, at how many possibilities there are for that. Another option is simply to take turns and to go into it with an open mind. You know, just because I have fantasy A and you have fantasy B uh, doesn't mean that we're not going to enjoy each other's interests. And so maybe there's a way that we could take turns and this week is my turn and next week is your turn. Um, you know, a third option is also to sit down and figure out what is it about these different desires or fantasies that really works for us. Um, there's a marvelous book by a therapist here in San Francisco um, by the name of Michael Bader. His book is called Arousal, The Secret Logic of Sexual Fantasies. And his whole premise is that our sexual fantasies have a meaning to us that's, that goes beyond the actual physical acts that we think about. Um, so, for example, for the guy who is interested in anal sex, if part of his reason for that is because it feels very taboo to him, well, maybe there's another way that he can get that thrill of, you know, uh, being naughty or breaking the taboos that would work for his partner. Mm-hmm. That's a very different thing than somebody who has the fantasy of the actual act itself. So it's getting to the core of it. So anal exactly. sex may be, you know, a strategy, but really the core need would be to do something taboo. Exactly. And in the example that you gave where you know, what she's wanting is the romantic evening with the focus off of intercourse, you know, what's going on for her that that's what she's looking for and what are some ways that they can make that happen? You know, that probably, or that can often point to some deeper relationship issues that maybe need some attention uh, that are much bigger than simply what their sexual relationship is. So I'm a big fan of sitting down and actually talking not just about what your fantasies are, but what makes that hot to you. you know, what is it that really gives you the charge from that? And then figuring out how to meet those needs uh, in whatever way works best. Awesome. That's, and that's so, a much bigger topic than, you know, well, how do people re-energize their sex lives? You know, that, it's a much bigger topic, but it's much more rewarding ultimately. Right. This comes back to, you know, a lot of people talk about stepping away and having the conversation, you know, like going out to dinner, have the conversation and in, a, in an environment, like not in your bedroom, you know. Exactly. Um, so I think that that's really important also because you want to create a safe space to have these, these conversations can be very heated and very hard for people to be transparent about what their, what their fantasies are and to really be vulnerable. But I like, I love the vulnerability. I think it's a huge turn-on and a huge arousal for me. So um, honesty is a huge turn-on. Yeah, and there's actually two pieces of advice I have for people having those conversations. One of them you already brought up, which is don't have those conversations in bed. I'd even extend that further and suggest not to have those conversations either right before or right after having sex. You have it at a completely different time. Um, and another suggestion is rather than doing it face-to-face, which can be somewhat um, confrontational in a way, if you are walking side-by-side, there's a reason why so many people negotiate and process their relationships while driving in the car. 
because mm -hmm. you're not facing each other. You're both facing in the same direction. Uh, and I know that lots of people do better if they go for a walk together, for example, and then you know they don't have to look at each other. That can actually make it easier to open up. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, you know, and also too, like being on the same level as one another. I would I would add to that, like especially if you're like laying down because <laughs> your hearts are on the same level. Yeah. Um, you know, just on an energetic level. If I come from that that standpoint. Um, and um, be just being on that same so that one person doesn't feel like they're superior to the other. Yeah, either uh, both be standing or both be sitting or what have you. Exactly. Uh, so when we come back, I want to talk about the questions that you most often get about sexuality when it comes to educating people. And because um, I know I have mine that I get over and over again, but I'm curious to see if other sex educators have different questions. So when we return, more Sex with Jaya, D-Love, and Charlie Glickman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Valentine's Day is Jaya's favorite holiday, so she's been stirring up the house making handmade gift packages. I've got to admit that it's a little intimidating having a sex expert as a partner. What do you get the expert for Valentine? If you're like me and you want that special something, you are going to love these handmade red-hot Valentines that Jaya has created. Your lover will receive three red-hot touch DVDs, a hand-poured soy massage candle, one bottle of organic coconut oil, a handmade coupon booklet, and a Valentine inspiration booklet where Jaya shares some great ideas for a great night with your lover. These are limited edition packages, so don't procrastinate. Go to redhottouch.com and order today. Are you ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. We're back talking all about 
sex education and how it can help you to have a better, more amazing love life. I'm really challenging everyone for 2010 to make this year the best sex life year ever of your lives. So we're talking with Charlie Glickman. You can go to www.goodvibes.com to check out their education calendar because they've always got really great sex ed programs happening in their stores around the country. So, um, Charlie, thank you so much for being on the show. Again, that site is goodvibes.com. And if you want to check out more about me, you can go to missjaya.com, redhottouch.com, or newworldsexeducation.com. They all take you to the same place. All right, so we're back, and I want to know, Charlie, what's the question you get most from women about their sex lives? It seems to come in phases. Uh, These days, it seems like I've been getting a lot of questions about the G-spot, especially with that recent research article that came out claiming that there wasn't... Was no G-spot? That's the one. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And so one of the things that I've noticed especially with women uh, asking questions, is that whatever is, when something is in the news like that, that's what I get a lot of questions about. Mm. Um, Speaking of that, I want to hear your two cents. Um, You know, I I got it the day it came out from my PR person. They were like, we we want your view on this. And, uh, you know, what did you think about that study that said that there was no G-spot? Well, you know, the study itself didn't say there wasn't a G-spot. I think the media took it and ran with it mm. a little bit, which, which happens quite often with sex research. Uh, what the study showed was that among twin women, uh, one woman being aware of her G-spot and the existence of the G-spot didn't correlate with her sister. Right. Having. And, and that makes sense because for a lot of people, the way that they get introduced to G-spot sensations is with a partner. So unless these folks, these sisters, have the same lover, you know, it's really not a lot of correlation between one and the other, except for sisters who are close enough that they will share those more intimate details of their sex lives. Right. So, so Or share I, I, their partner. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I wasn't surprised at all. Um, I think the the... And also the research was a little bit, was somewhat biased in terms of how it asked the question. You know, do you mm. believe that you have a so-called G-spot uh, right there? Yeah, they use the word so-called. Exactly. Do you believe and so-called frames it in a very particular way instead of asking someone, you know, have you ever experienced G-spot sensations? Right. That would have been a very different way to ask a, a very similar question. I also think our definition of the G-spot is very limited in that it's not really like an isolated spot. I think the word spot is a misnomer, and perhaps we need to rename it more of an area or um, a crest. Yeah, or a zone. A zone, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would agree, and uh, especially in light of the possibility that, you know, perhaps for different women, you know, it may have different shapes. Um, in, in the book Female Ejaculation in the G-Spot, they actually show photographs or drawings of some of the different ways that G-Spots can be shaped, where they can be thicker at the front or thicker at the back, and that may indicate some reasons why different women have different levels of sensitivity. Exactly. That's Deborah Sundahl's book, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a marvelous book. It's actually one of my favorites on the topic. Mine, too, I have to agree, and the research in there is really great, and I love those pictures because they really show how, she calls it the female prostate, but how it can be in different, um, like, different concentrations of that erectile tissue network 
So I really like that. The, the illustrations in there, I think, are really clear. So I want to go on to then what, you know, what are the questions you get most from men about their sexuality? And I, again, I'm, I'm thinking that this also has to do with what's happening in the media, too. But right now, what do you think is a hot topic? I actually get questions from men in two areas. Uh, one of them is sort of the stereotypical, how do I make my penis larger or harder or last longer? those sorts mm-hmm. of very uh, penis-oriented questions. But I also get a lot of questions from men asking how to be better lovers. Um, mm-hmm. And it may be a very general kind of thing. Um, you know, it's very interesting that, uh, you know, the focus for men is, is performance, and sometimes that performance shows up as how can I give my partner an orgasm, um, which can be tricky because what I think that really says is that it's his job to give her an orgasm rather than her job to ask for what she wants, and then he can negotiate that with her. Um, it's a very interesting dynamic. But you know, I've seen more and more um, that sort of performance-based attitude around sex shifting towards uh, how can I be a better lover, mm. you know, which has its pros and cons. I actually would like to see more men uh, embracing a philosophy of how can I explore what works for me better. How can I figure out what I want and how to talk about that with a partner? How can I open up about these things with my partners? Um, mm-hmm. I think that would be a very different conversation. And so how would you answer each of those questions? You know, you have the guy who comes to you who has the, I, w- I want to please my partner. How do I best do that? What do you say to them? Well, the first thing I ask is if they are familiar with the clitoris. Mm. Um, even Even today even with men who have quite a bit of sexual experience, a lot of men are still very um, unaware of how the clitoris works. They may be familiar with where it is, but, for example, the idea that a majority of women report that they need some sort of clitoral sensation in order to have an orgasm. Right. Uh, And and that's just straight-up biology. That has nothing to do with how good either of you is as a lover. Um, you know, or to explain to a guy that, in fact, for a lot of women, the clitoris tends to be very sensitive to smaller motions, um, which is why vibrators are so great. Mm-hmm. You know, and so those little pieces of information can really transform somebody's sex life. And then your second point about, you know, men discovering what it is they really like in their bodies. What, what do you, how do you address that one? Well, you know, I think it's a really amazing shift in the last few years how many men of all sexual orientations are discovering pleasures of the prostate or Mm. are discovering that it doesn't have to be all about intercourse, that if you enjoy being on the receiving end of oral sex or erotic massage, that those are perfectly wonderful ways to experience pleasure. Um, You know, we've got this this idea that you know, men aren't supposed to sit back and receive. And so I will sometimes ask them questions that might lead them in those directions or explore whether that's something that they're interested in. Um, D-Love, you're probably really loving that. Which part? The, the, the prostate part, because you're so into prostate stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think it's great. You know, I think it's really a pity that so many men, the first time they discover the prostate is when, you know, they hit 50 or 60 and they're starting to have problems with it. It starts becoming a medical issue. Mm. You know, that means that there's years that these guys aren't exploring something that really could 
you know, blow their minds. And do you love weren't wasn't there recently like some kind of thread going around about the prostate and weren't you like be advocating it? Well, yeah, there was a th- there's um, the 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 P spot. So the the whole the G spot came into the news with that study that came out, and then there was uh, a couple of blogs that came up about the P spot, and um, I think kind of joking about the P spot existing or not, but more about the um, men's reticence to get involved with their own prostate and prostate massage, and uh, I have a social group that has a online uh, email email group and. Uh, one of the questions was asking the men in the group to admit whether or not they do P-spot massage or P-spot stimulation. And, uh, you know, I decided to step out there and say, well, hell yeah, y'all should get on board. You don't know what you're missing if you're not, uh, if you're not doing it. And giving other advice that if they want to play with this with their partners, you know, things like they clean, your, clean your butt and <laughs> make it a pleasant place to play. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that a lot of men have concerns around it, uh, not just around uh, prostate play, but just being on the receiving end of any kind of sexual stimulation simply because they think that it's not manly, that, you know, a real man is out there. He's the one being very active. He's the one doing the scoring. And, uh, you know, when we can let go of that, we can experience an amazing amount of pleasure that just wasn't available to us before. Hmm. So I know some guys out there listening caught your thing about making your their penis bigger, and I know they're going to go, well, Jaya, why didn't you ask him about the penis bigger thing? So what do you say to the guy who comes to you and says, I, I, I have to make my penis bigger? What do they do? Well, there's two pieces to this. One is that as far as, you know, as, far as finding a technique or a tool or a device to reliably and safely make your penis bigger, it's just not out there. The pills don't do it. The creams don't do it. The pumps can do it, but what they can do is stretch the tissue out. And I've actually seen video footage of a man whose penis had been enlarged by using a vacuum pump, but it was so soft that he couldn't use it for any kind of penetration. It's kind of of like a box that has lost its its, uh, elasticity. Hmm. Now, he was actually fine with that because he was all about the masturbation anyway, so it worked Mm. for him. Um, But what I think is really more important is figuring out how to use the parts that you have to best advantage. Um, You know, a lot of people of all genders find that they like things like oral sex or sensual massage more than actual intercourse. Right. You know, and, and I would also add that, you know, size doesn't always m- matter so much. I mean, I know in my experience, bigger was not necessarily better. Like, no. super-sized french fries all the time are, are not necessarily a good thing for you. No, absolutely. You know, there are women who have vaginas of different sizes, different depths, different widths. Um, if you're, uh, you know, for some people, for that matter, if what you like is oral sex big or anal sex, bigger can be uncomfortable or painful. Right. Um, it's also worth remembering that it's the first third of the vagina that is the most sensitive. So for men who are interested in sex with women, you know, once you get further in, it's a lot less important as uh, stimulating the, the first third of it or so, in which case you know, the average size penis of four to six inches is going to work just fine. Right. And don't you think positioning helps as well? There are certain positions to hit different spots and... Absolutely. Make you feel larger? 
absolutely different positions can make uh, parts feel larger or feel tighter, and yeah, that'll vary from person to person, but certainly you can play around with that. Um, I think one of the things that can be really helpful is to let go of the porn mentality around sex. Um, right. I mean, I, I think porn can be a lot of fun. I certainly know a lot of people integrate it very happily into their sex lives, and it reinforces this idea that bigger is better and that hard, deep, pounding sex is what everybody wants, and it's just not true. It's just not true. So we've been talking with Charlie Glickman at goodvibes.com. When we come back, I want to know everything that Charlie has most recently learned about sex. If there's anything new and exciting happening in the sex education world, we're going to share that. When we come back, more Sex with Jaya. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Valentine's Day is Gaia's favorite holiday, so she's been stirring up the house making handmade gift packages. I have to admit, it's a little intimidating having a sex expert as a partner. What do you get the expert for Valentine's? If you're like me and you want that special something, you are going to love these handmade red-hot Valentines that Jaya has created. Your lover will receive three red-hot DVDs, a hand-poured soy massage candle, one bottle of organic coconut oil, a handmade coupon booklet, and a Valentine inspiration booklet where Jaya shares some great ideas for a great night in with your lover. These are limited edition packages, so don't procrastinate. Go to RedHotTouch.com and order today. Total career success. What does it mean to you? Voice America presents a radio program dedicated to help you achieve your career goal. Even in times of economic uncertainty, you can achieve your financial goals. Whether you're a college grad, new in the working environment, or a top-level executive, you will benefit from the practical and proven advice on job search and career advancement. Join Ken and Cheryl Dawson every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, for total career success on Voice America. Wake up with a unique daily show covering the world of sports with a new perspective. Get off the bench with Mitchell John. We'll bring you the current sports news and events happening now, not later like the others. Your first look at sports will feature the news and views from professional, college, and high school sports. Tune in with Mitchell John for a can't-miss program every weekday. Catch Get Off the Bench with Mitchell John weekday mornings at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're 
tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. We're talking with Charlie Glickman, goodvibes.com. You can go there and check out their sex ed workshops on their calendar. They've always got some great programs happening all around, so be sure to check that out. Um, and also my website, redhottouch.com, missjaya.com, New World Sex Ed. We have some really great stuff going on for Valentine's Day. I've been actually working my fingers to the bone here, um, putting together little handmade packages. And this afternoon I'm going to have a lot of fun making soy candles, so I really enjoy doing these little crafty things, so making those up for you all. And I want to know, Charlie, what is the most like exciting things you've learned recently about sex? What What's happening in the sex world that's sort of new and cutting edge? Well, I've been doing a little bit of research, reading research lately on pheromones and sex mm. and, and how that affects uh, sexual response. There's some very interesting research that's come out around that. And in particular, you know, I've known for a long time, we've known for a long time that when women take hormonal birth control, uh, you know, the pill or the or IUDs, that that can affect sexual response by changing their hormones. But I also found out that it can change the way that women perceive scent. Um, hmm. just, just at, at different points in the menstrual cycle, women's uh, sensitivity to scent can change quite a bit. And so there was some very interesting research that, sh- that suggested that for some women, starting or stopping hormonal birth control can actually change the way their partner smells to them, and then that can have a big impact on their sexual arousal. I'm getting a message from the engineer. that you, If you could speak up just a little bit oh, more, sure. Charlie, Sorry, they're having that? a hard time hearing you. That? Uh, so that's really interesting, this about pheromones, because I've been really into pheromones as well. And um, cranial nerve zero is this, this nerve that they've discovered that when they were doing some research with the whales. I was reading an article about, in Scientific America about how it picks up pheromones and how the whole pheromonal thing works for us. So it's really interesting that birth control is having an effect on how women, and there's so many women on birth control. Absolutely. And, you know, there's research that shows that for women who aren't on birth control, that oftentimes right before ovulation, they tend to become much more sensitive to smell. Mm. And uh, the theory is that that would then make them more likely to have sex with a partner. Um, so from an evolutionary perspective, that's how they were approaching that. So it makes sense that birth control pills would affect the way that uh, sensitivity to smell can change. But I read a very interesting story from somebody who, when she stopped taking the pill, suddenly she wasn't attracted to her partner anymore. And when she started taking the pill again, suddenly her attraction came back. Wow. Weird. So it, it can uh, go that's in the opposite directions. of what I would think. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, can go, it can go the other way as well. So now whenever I hear from somebody that they've experienced a dramatic shift in their sexual desire or arousal, one of the questions I ask is, you know, are you taking any medications? Are you taking birth control pills? So what exactly is a pheromone for people who are listening and they don't understand what what that means? Well, a pheromone is a chemical that we actually don't, we, we don't smell it. It doesn't have a smell that we can consciously register, but there is a part of our nose that picks up on these chemicals 
that connects to one of the deeper, uh, almost reptilian parts of our brain. We're sort of hardwired to uh, notice these things. And there's been some interesting research uh, in terms of how uh, pheromones and other scent signals can affect arousal, they can affect mood, they can affect uh, desire. Um, there's even been some research that suggests that it's part of why women in close contact with each other tend to synchronize menstrual cycles. Right. So it's an interesting study. Unfortunately, most if you try Googling pheromones, most of what you'll find is perfumes claiming that if you wear this, you'll turn women on in bars all the time, which they don't actually right. But that's what you'll find if you Google it. And the stuff that I was researching, there's also interesting stuff about the pheromone. When you're, you're, you smell someone's pheromones, or you're not really smelling them, but when your nose gets the pheromone and it goes to this reptilian part of the brain, that it's also reading that person's immune system for mating. And so it's telling you, like, who's a good mate based on your immune system and their immune system to create a child with a really good immune system. So I thought that was really interesting, too, like, if we aren't able to really pick up those the the correct pheromonal signatures, I'm going to call them, um, then maybe we aren't choosing the right mates because we can't smell them because they are covered in like perfumes and soaps and there's hormonal things being affected, but through birth control and stuff like that. And this is just a theory that I have, um, and some exciting stuff that I'm reading. Yeah, and I think it's we're at a very exciting time when it's when we're looking at sexual science because we're just now getting to the point where we can uh, explore some of these things with any kind of accuracy. Mm. I expect to see some very interesting research coming out in the next five or ten years. That's very exciting because sex is not something that has been researched much and we definitely need more sex research happening so that us sex educators can do more educating. Exactly. As much as it gets talked about, we don't have nearly as much good, really good research as we need. Hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much, Charlie, for being on the show today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, D-Love, for being my partner in crime. Mm, anytime. Anytime. And all time. All time. We should we should play today with uh, some pheromones. Wow. I'll smell yours if you smell mine. <laughs> I'll go run around the block a bunch and build up a big sweat. <laughs> that sounds good. I must like yours because I mated with you. You did. We made a baby. Yep. I think his so immune system seems pretty damn good. His immune system is, is very strong. And congratulations, by the way, on that. Thank you very Thank much. You it's, you. Been, it's been a wild, crazy ride, and it's definitely affected our sex life. <laughs> yes. Brought us yep. new challenges, new things to learn about. Yes. This this makes me a better sex educator. It gives me the opportunity to be able to educate from the view of having a baby. Yep. <laughs> That which does not kill you makes you a better sex educator. <laughs> I want that as so a T-shirt. True. You want that as a T-shirt? Say? I want a T-shirt that says that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. You just created a new phrase, Yeah. Ian. Yep. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Sex with Jaya. We'll be back next week with stories from female ejaculators. I am so excited for this episode. I had so many women writing to me wanting to share their stories. So be sure to tune in next week for more Sex with Jaya. I enjoyed Sex with Jaya. Have you? Tune in next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel.
Don't forget to visit AdamandEve.com with coupon code Jaya for 50% off. Now, make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. Thanks again for joining us. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Eden Fantasies. Rediscover sex and visit www.edenfantasies.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.